0: The following message is from a divine liturgy or another worship service at Transfiguration Greek Orthodox Church of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We welcome and encourage you to join us in person as we gather for worship of the Holy Trinity. For more information, please find us online at transfigurationgoc.org. And now, today's message. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. Good morning. One of the things that I remember growing up that meant that you were growing up was that you would work. You would work. In fact, among my friends, it was sort of a badge of honor to say that you had gotten a job whether it was a summer job or or some other kind of job, to say that you were now among the workers, you were among the working, was to say that somehow you had arrived, you had grown up, you were no longer a little kid. You were doing grown up, adult things. And the more you work, the more honor you have. And of course, money came with it, which didn't hurt anything. Work was considered a badge of honor. Different places in the world have different ideas about work. Here in America, we seem to be struggling to understand what does it mean to work? And some people apparently don't want to. Even the understanding of a full-time job has shifted. It means one thing here to a number of people. But if you go not very far away, just to our neighbor to the south in Mexico, to work full-time means that you work at least six days a week. At least six days a week, and not three-hour days. Good, hardy, tough, eight, ten-hour days. This is normal. This is life. When we were in Boston, because we were married, And going to seminary, we had the option at that time, at least, of living off campus. And we did. We lived in a little town called Medford, Medfa, And we had this great Italian landlord, this great Italian landlord. And inevitably, when you're renting, things go wrong and you have to call the landlord. And one day we had to call him over. Something went really wrong. It was a Saturday or a Sunday, and we didn't want to call, but we kind of had to. And so we did. And he came over, and I remember saying to him, I'm really sorry to have to bug you on a day like today. And he looked at me, and he said, life is work. Life is work. But in addition to being work, there's more to life, and we know that. We know that because the Lord himself, when he revealed himself to Israel and was making a covenant with them, one of the things he gave to them was a Sabbath. The world is a Sabbath. He gave them a rest. He said to them, you got six days, okay? Six days on which you can work. But on the seventh day, seventh day you're not supposed to work. Don't work. That is a Sabbath, which means a rest for you, for the foreigners that are living with you. Don't expect your animals to work. Don't expect your slaves, your servants to work. It's a day of rest. And there was the weekly Sabbath, and then there were great Sabbaths, great and high days, which were even more somber and glorious and restful. The Lord gave to his people rest. Why? Because he's a fair employer, right? No, not at all. It doesn't have anything to do with that. In the law, by giving them the law of the Sabbath, the Lord was training them to understand that the God with whom they were now in covenant was a God who gave to them rest. Not just work, he gave them that also. But he gave them rest. Why? Because as a species, as the human race, we need rest. Not so much rest from our jobs, although from time to time we need that too. What do we need to rest from? We need to rest from the brokenness of the world around us. We need to rest from the chaos that swirls around in our head. We need to rest from the darkness of the world that pushes in on us with what seems like relentless pressure. From these things, God calls us to rest. And so, when he came in the flesh and he walked among us, What did he do? He went around giving to us rest. Are you demon-possessed? Be gone and trouble him no more. Here is your rest. Are you weighed down with the abundance of your sins? Be forgiven. Go and sin no more. Here is your rest. Are you laboring under... Heavy, heavy struggles, maybe physical infirmities, will be healed. Here's your rest. In fact, in the gospel today, we see just such an account. If you recall the section from St. Luke, it says that at that time, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. What day is the Sabbath? Saturday. Saturday was the Old Testament Sabbath. And there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity. For 18 years, she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called to her and he said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her and immediately She was made straight and she praised God. You see, on the Sabbath, the one who is our Sabbath, our true Sabbath rest, came to this woman who was struggling with an infirmity for 18 years and gave to her a Sabbath. Isn't it a beautiful passage? The Lord gives his rest to his people. This is what he has come to do for us. And yet, in our humanity, there's a part of us that pushes back against this, isn't there? That twisted, dark, weird side of us that just says, no, it can't be that way. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, indignant Indignant, when else should he heal? When else should he give to his people rest but on the Sabbath? But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, look, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. What a twerp! I mean, really, come on. She was bent and couldn't straighten herself for 18 years. And Jesus touches her and heals her on the Sabbath day. And this is your response? You see how twisted and turned around we get? How much we need in our minds, as well as our hearts and our bodies, the Lord's Sabbath. We need the rest and the healing that comes with it from the Lord. What did Jesus say? The Lord answered him, You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath day untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? I mean you don't ignore your animals just because it's the Sabbath day. If you do, you might come back and find that you no longer have animals. Right? You still have to do for them what is necessary. And the Lord says, are you going to do that? And then say that this woman should not have been healed on the set? It makes no sense. It's a special kind of craziness that infects human beings who are estranged from God. Because when we are estranged from God, the source of our life, we become more lawless. And the more lawless we become, the more legalistic we become. The more we nitpick about the rules instead of looking at the marvelous works of God. You hypocrite, does not each of you on the Sabbath day untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from her bond on the Sabbath day? And as he said this, all his adversaries were put to shame. Good. They needed to be. And that's why he said it. And all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. They couldn't rejoice at the Pharisees. They couldn't rejoice at the Sadducees. They didn't rejoice when the scribes would detail to them aspects of the law. All of these people put heavy burdens on the backs of God's people, not interpreting to them the law correctly, but taking the law and twisting it and making it into something heavy. But the Lord comes to relieve that burden. The Lord comes to heal. The Lord comes to give rest he still comes to give rest. He comes to give rest to each one of us in the circumstances of our lives, crazy as they may be. And they're crazy, trust me. Mine is, I'm sure yours is as well. We all have difficulties and weights and burdens that follow us around, that we drag behind us throughout the week. And then we get the opportunity to put them down to come into the house of the Lord and there to give thanks to him and to glorify him for all his goodness, to offer up all that we have, burdens, weights, craziness, scars, infirmities, twistedness. We take all that we have, we confess our sins before him, we offer up everything to him, and he says, okay, we'll put that here. And now, Receive from me my body and my blood. Let's put aside the twistedness. Take my life. You don't have any of your own. Take from me that which you need. Take from me rest. What does the Lord say in one place into the scriptures? Come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy, ler- heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Brothers and sisters, let's not turn away from the rest that the Lord gives to us. Open the pages of the gospel. Read a little every day, for there you will find rest. Open your prayer book and read the words of the saints, even if just a little because there you will find rest. Sit in front or stand in front of your icon of the Lord and maybe do as one of my old parishioners did elsewhere and shout at him all of your problems because then he will give you rest. Brothers and sisters, come into his house and don't neglect this. Don't think of this as one more chore, one more burden. One more place you've got to be? This is not the way it is. This is rest. To come into his house to worship the Lord is rest. And so let us hear the words of our Lord Jesus Christ today. Let us set aside the legalism, the twistedness, the weirdness that crops up within us. Let us embrace the rest that he gives us that he gives us out of his love for mankind, so that we, refreshed and in our right mind, may give glory to him, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about the Orthodox Christian faith or about our parish in lovely Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Join us online at transfigurationgoc.org. God bless you and always remember the Lord.